What's up, parapeeps? Uh, we are here tonight to give you a new tale. Is this going to be a strange or spooky tale, Patty? I think a little bit of both. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I've missed talking to you, Kenny. <laughs> and I only talked to you for an hour and a half last night. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, okay. Proceed, okay. madam. So this story um, actually takes place in Northern Europe, and I really can't get you any closer than that, but I'm trying to branch out a little bit, and I just I found this story fascinating. This took place in the um, mid-2000, like 2010, 2011, and um, it was a gentleman. It was, it was actually written um, as a first-person account by the gentleman to whom it happened. He was a police officer, and this is his story. He had taken a job working at a rural um police station in um, his country and his job on several nights was to drive all the little back roads and make sure that everything was cool, you know, throughout the night looking for, you know, people that might be broke down or um, people breaking into the little houses and things like that. So he had this kind of route that he had uh, developed him and his partner. And on this night they were driving along and they're talking and it's it's really back roads, so they couldn't go more than like 30, 35 miles an hour. And he's slowing down to come to this intersection when it's this thing comes out of nowhere, bursting out of the woods. And there's woods on both sides of him. And it's burst out of the woods on the driver's side. And it runs across in front of them and hits where the headlights are, right in front of the headlights and onto the other side. And then back into the woods. And he says... Um, he, he can't believe what he's just seen. And he looks at his partner and he's like, did you see that? And the guy's, of course, yeah, I saw that. He's like, what did you see? And he's like, it was like a dog face on a man. And the man was huge. And he had something in his arms. I don't know what it was. And so they decide very quickly. And this all happens very, very fast. They decide very quickly that they need to figure out what's going on, that whatever this was, it certainly wasn't normal and they need to sort it out. So the as as he backs up and, and pulls off the road, the other cop calls it in and says, I need we need backup. And um, they get out of the car and they start after this, whatever this was. And as they're going into the woods, they can hear in the distance a, the siren and they see a, a light flashing. So they know backup's on its way. They're not that far out of town. It only took a couple minutes. But they they have their lights on on their car and they have their car sitting there idling and they get out of the car. They pull their guns and they start into the woods after whatever this was. Um, they go a few hundred yards in and they they hear thumping and crashing ahead of them. So they turn and they go... Um, slightly off to the left and then all of a sudden it's dead silence and they're now several hundred yards back into the woods which anybody who's ever done that on a dark uh, dark night will tell you it's like nothing but shadows dancing mm -hmm. and that's they see the shadows moving and that's it and there's no sound and then there's this mass up ahead of them and at first they think it's the trunk of a, of a blasted tree or something like that but then it moves and it rolls around and when it turns around to look at them they have flashlights along with the guns and they pin it in the light and it's nine feet tall if it's if it's a foot and it's got a dog's head 
on what is more or less a man's body, but covered in fur. And in its one arm, there is a human being held in its arm and it's either dead or unconscious, this person, because it's not moving. And, uh, They've got it trained in their lights, their guns pointed at it, and they, they should have shot. He even says, well, I should have shot at it. But I was just so petrified by what I was seeing and so amazed and shocked that he didn't. He hears crashing behind him and then bam, bam. And one of the officers that came as backup shot at whatever this thing was holding the man. And he, because he could see it in their head and their flashlights, you know, and it screeched, I gave this howl, a like scream of pain, dropped the man and took off running into the woods. Their immediate concern was if this person was dead or not. So they rushed up to the person, realized he's still alive, immediately get him into one of the cars to get him to the hospital to save time. And, you know, he gets to the hospital. Um, they wait with him, the two officers, the first two officers, because they need to question him as to what was going on. They're really, you know, shaken, freaked out the whole nine yards. They've talked to the other two officers who say they saw exactly what they, the first two officers saw, what appeared to be a nine foot tall human with fur all over its body and a dog's face. What about a tail? They did not see a tail. Because that's, that's very important to the questions I'm going to ask you. But in the dark, they, you would be easy to miss, you would think, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so the guy finally comes around the next morning and the officers go in to question him. And the first thing he says is, where's my daughter? And they're like, your daughter? And he's like, yes, where's my daughter? Is she okay? Did you find her? Is she back? And they're like, no, sir, we didn't find anybody else. And and uh, they go and they look at the police reports and he's telling because he tells them that he had filed a police report about her being missing about three nights ago. And sure enough, there is a police report about a missing child, young child, little girl from a house um, on the other side of that common area of woods. And um, this is her father. Now, he doesn't have a whole lot of memories. He said all he remembered was um, he heard a noise outside. And because he was concerned about his daughter being missing, he didn't know if somebody brought her back or, you know, what was going on. But it was worth the look. So he stepped outside. He got hit on the back of the head really hard. And when he woke up, he was in the hospital. He didn't see much of anything. But the officer they had discharging their weapon and they all filed the police report and agreed this is what they saw and considering the fact that this is like you know 2010 2011 and um that four officers testified to the same thing i think it's a fairly compelling case yeah is there any more to it Nope, that's it. Oh, there's, okay. <laughs> there's, there's stories. I mean, there's been stories and legends about those woods uh-huh. for eons. Okay. But, you know, so but what, it's, a, it's a really compelling story, I thought. So what does this sound like to you? A dog man? Yes. Or a classic werewolf story. I mean, either the way you look at 
it would be one or the other. Well, I'm trying to distinguish because no. it would be interesting if one had a tail and one didn't, or they both didn't, or they both did, or whatever. Um, right. Are there other dog band sightings that have tails? Or are they also... You know, that's not a question I know the answer to. I'll, I'll have to ask the Brian and Terry Seach because they've done some serious research on that subject. But... Um, I'll put it out there on my Facebook page and ask my guys if, you know, a lot of my friends and stuff who do this and ask if they have any idea if there's a difference in, you know, if they ever have or do not have tails. But um, I just thought it was compelling. Like I said, at night in the woods, all shadows and stuff, I'm not sure that it would make a difference. You would be able to tell. Yeah, probably not. Um, I just didn't know if like other dogman sightings did or did not. So that's interesting. It makes me wonder if that's what Anubis was, you know, the dog face. Yeah. You know, um, I really wonder if, if some of those things actually existed and they were just mixed with the people they were in with. Well, the people. I have to tell you when I was doing the giant one, um, I didn't really get into it very much. I don't even know if I mentioned it at all because it was, um, kind of a sideline to it but among the giant stories are the stories of the giant dog-headed people mm -hmm. and there are stories in almost every culture of do giant dog-headed people in fact this was one that really caught my attention about it was the fact that um saint christopher saint christopher um yes as in saint christopher um that in the original texts that describe him and stuff from his contemporaries mm -hmm. he was considered to be abnormally tall over eight feet tall and have an ugly dog's head well, who saint christopher yes if you go back to original texts i can pull them up again because i actually copied that material as well just because i knew you know it's me and somewhere down the line i know i'm going to use it and um but and there's a lot of the original texts he is described that way. Over the course of the millennia, um, the Catholic Church has carefully tried to edit it out, but the original texts and letters and, and, and things like that, they do still exist, and they do refer to him, even some ancient paintings that give him a dog's face. Isn't St. Christopher the safe traveler? Yep, this patron saint of travel. But he, all, he, he just looks like a person. Not, well, so he is that supposed to now. be hidden, or do they not yeah. know? or? No, 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 no. The, the Catholic Church knew. Yeah, okay. At the beginning. And they have carefully tried to edit that out of the history. So they've, like, tried to get rid of the paintings and tried to reconstruct things and tried to edit out, out any letters, journals, things like that that would indicate this. But they do still exist in um, secular archives. That's cool. It sounds like an episode. Patty. There's a lot of, and I came across a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So I'll save it for the episode that we do eventually. Maybe we can do it with the sieges so we can get yeah. all the questions out there. But guess what? I'm looking what? at pictures of Anubis. Mm -hmm. Not a single one. He, he has a tail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. I will check and see what I can learn if anybody's got has observed much of that. But I would just think that in general, the concept of actually seeing a human, you know, a human-sized bipedal creature would be um, so mind-blowing. You might miss a couple details. However, they did talk in the article in the story I read about it from that police officer. Uh -huh. 
that his eyes, whenever they shined the flashlight on it and it turned around, its eyes glowed yellow and was reflective like a dog's. You know who else's eyes are yellow, Patty? Who else's eyes are yellow? Anubis! Well, I mean, who would consider it a dog-headed... But anyhow, I just thought that was interesting. But yeah, I did come across all that information about St. Christopher. And he was supposedly from a tribe of such men. Maybe we just solved ancient Egyptian history just now. We might have. God only. <laughs> I knew something I, was bigger for this podcast. <laughs> I, but I just thought that was a... I thought that was a really cool story. I do too. Anyway, so there you go. That's your tale for this evening or day, or whenever this is released, to you, person, audio... Oh, by the way, audio person, uh, that was me exploding my own brain, if you wondered what all those explosion noises were. Check it out on Facebook for the video. Okay, we will catch you guys later. (laughs) Bye-bye. Good night.